Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Makateria bolo. Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time of worship, of fellowship. We thank you for this time where your children have gathered. Sweet Holy Spirit, I know that you are here in our midst. Sweet Holy Spirit, I know that you are here to bless us. Sweet Holy Spirit, speak to our needs, O God. Speak to our needs as individuals. Everybody who is here, speak to our needs. Speak to our needs. Speak to our needs. Speak to our needs. Especially as we are in the Easter period, oh God, and we are remembering. We are remembering the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Father, I pray that this week, draw us closer to you like never before. Speak to us, O God. May we, O God, understand the essence of our salvation. May we see, O God, what you did for us. May we, O God, appreciate it and understand it. Father, may your name be praised and may your name be glorified. I thank you for this atmosphere. I pray that speak Holy Spirit like never before. In Jesus' mighty name I we pray. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you. So, for the past weeks, um, we've been learning about um, salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. And this week, we are last. This Sunday was Palm Sunday. And we are in the week that um, we, we, we remember the death of Christ. And I believe that our salvation began right from the Garden of Eden. But when Christ was born, that salvation was, it was, it was, it was, it was quickened. And when he entered the place of going to die, that one was brought to the fore. And so we are at a very crucial point in our uh, um, worship of God. The time when we remember his death. Hallelujah. And so this evening we are just going to spend some time and we are going to read and just look at the 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 the, the, the what do you call it the death okay the, the the things leading up to the death of christ and just see what jesus went through and see how he he suffered and how he loved us so much and all the things that he did for us so i just want you to so we'll be doing a lot of reading hallelujah Amen. Amen. So, if you come to church and you don't like reading, then you will not like it. But if you come to church and you come ready to read, then you turn your Bibles and flip over and read, then you understand what is going on. So, let us turn our Bibles to. I'll be going between, or yeah, I'll be, I'll be um, moving between Matthew and John. And how many of you have finished? learning the books of the Bible because of quiz it's only over here and you too because of quiz you have even forgotten hmm? Sunday that's you preach on Sunday hey, powerful that is Wednesday how many of you Huh? So you see, it's not easy to be a preacher, amen. Because you can easily be discouraged. And so you must also understand that it is not even what we see that makes a difference. There's something that makes a difference. Amen. Yeah, because then you are doing things that are innovative, catchy things, do the learn the 66 books you do a challenge, do this. What do you feel? Then I see people say, so we need to do this. What's the innovation we can bring to the church that the people can be happy? It doesn't work. Hmm? When they leave, there are more important things they are thinking about. Uh, there's a subject they are thinking about. Mm, there's a cause they are thinking about. 
there's something that is important. Their money is finished. They are thinking about. They are not thinking. They are not. They are. They are, they are not thinking about. Eh? They are not thinking about. They all that. Yeah. Sixty-six book channel. They are not thinking about that. Hallelujah. Oh, are you still here? Yeah. So you must believe in the something called the Holy Spirit, who is able to convict a man. Hallelujah. So let's turn our Bibles to. Let us move to, let me see, um, Matthew 26. Okay, let's go to uh, 26. Let's start from verse um, 59. He says, now Peter sat outside. Now this is, Jesus has been betrayed. Okay. So when you start from 26 to 47, he says that, and when he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priest and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given him them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he's the one, he's the one, sees him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Okay, so then that was when the betrayal began. So they handed him over and then he was taken before the Sahendrin. So in verse 69, he says that now Peter sat, out, sat outside in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what he was saying. And when he had gone down out of the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went and wept bitterly. Hallelujah. Now when you read the account, which is, I think, in Luke or in John. He says that when he denied Jesus, he said, and Jesus turned round. You know, at when the last betrayal, let, let's read that one also. I said today, we are going to do a lot of reading. Hallelujah. Because when you do all the wild, wild things, you forget. So we will not, we'll not do any wild, wild things. Hallelujah. We we'll just, we'll just do the, 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 the little, little things. And then we shall see what the Lord will do because I want us to understand what was going on. So at this time, Jesus had this was, you know, when, when you are in something and the thing seems to be working, you have a lot of hope. You understand? I mean, I, I don't know. Well, you have not had a lot of the experiences that I have had growing up or because I am older, but when you are doing something and 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 um is going well you, you know you, you have hope for the future you know but when suddenly the thing is not like everything is bizarre it's like how are things going to work you know and that that switch from everything going well to everything being bizarre is just sleeping and waking up Oh, you know what I'm saying? No, that 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 switch. It's not like the wind came and the flood came. It's just sleeping and waking up, you know. And and when when you sleep and you wake up, sometimes it's like nothing good is coming out of your life. It's like there 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 there's a mess, you know. And when you get to such a place, you wonder why God made us and why things should be so. You see, but I'm going through this so that you can understand and see that 
it, it, it is not a matter of how you feel or how things are going, but it is a matter of the plan that God has. It is a matter of the plan that God has. When God has a plan, it doesn't matter whether everything looks good or everything looks bad according to your standards. But if God has a plan, then something good is going to come out of it. Hallelujah. If God has a plan, then something good is going to come out of it. So let's turn our Bibles to Navia and look. So Luke chapter 22 and the verse 61. You know, let's start from 60. But Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. So this was his last denial. In Matthew, he says he cursed and swore his fisherman things came. Okay? I don't know Jesus. And you can imagine some of the words he may have used, which you cannot put in the Bible. So they just put it there that he swore and he cursed. You understand? Yeah, when these things happen, you know, when yourself comes, you can say things. That is the list of But you can say other things to show that you are very serious. Because they have done it the first time. And they have done it the second time. And they are coming to do it the third time. First fool is not a fool. Second fool. Third fool. You will not be a third fool. So he said he started swearing. You see, and say, I don't know him. You see, and then he said, immediately, and the Lord turned and looked at. Imagine you are denying somebody who is close to you. Huh? You have done it one. You have done it twice. And you have denied the person. The person turns and looks at you. You know, because Jesus had already been betrayed by one disciple already. And the others had run away. And the two that were left, if you read the story, one was John who went in. Huh? The one that was left on the outside was Peter, who was denying Jesus. Denying him at a place where Jesus could even hear and see him. Because if he wasn't, if he had turned, I wouldn't have seen him. But say he turned. And he saw him. How you see, as I was just reading these things, God was just saying, How does something good come out of this? You see, sometimes when you are going through stuff, like you have been betrayed. How many of you feel you've been betrayed before? And somebody has denied you. How can something good? You see, but this is what we say is our salvation. You know, God was using these things to bring about the salvation that you have been studying and saying that it is a good thing. That evening, I'm sure, was one of the most traumatic. I mean, that the, 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 the dawn through the morning to when he died. I'm sure it was one of the most traumatic. And we'll go through it times in anybody's life. Not maybe for Jesus also, but not only for him, but for the people around him. Because when you read the story, it's full of ups and downs. When you feel that, oh, they are coming to release Jesus, then they don't release Jesus. When you feel that something is coming, how many of you have experienced that before? Like, it's like just when you think that the thing, then the thing doesn't. And when you think, you see, this life is, it's, 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 God was using the, the things that we go through to demonstrate this thing that, you see, our, our life is not, you see, if Jesus came and lived a life that was so different from anything that you, that you and I would ever live. We can't relate to it. You see, if Jesus' life were all about the miracles, and he did this, and he did this, and he did this, and he did this, and he did that, it would be too supernatural for you and I. We cannot relate to it, because you and I, we can't change water to wine. We can't walk on the sea. 
You see, but his life and what he went through had to be similar. So this was Jesus experiencing betrayal and denial. You could say, that, how can God, God could have let salvation come without betrayal and denial. But that was the path that he chose so that you and I, so it doesn't, you see, what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that if salvation, eh, the point at which our salvation was being birthed, came with all these things, then it means there is hope for you also. Your life is not waste. Because all these things that we are, we are looking at in the Bible, they are things that we experience in our lives. And when we get to that point, we feel that it is over. We feel that once we have been betrayed, Asa, once we have been denied, Asa. Okay, but these are the things that went on. So let's, let, let's continue. So here, Jesus, Judas had betrayed Jesus already. Now Peter too is denying Jesus for him to even hear with swear words and so on. He says, when morning came, okay, let's, let's, let, let, let's read, let, let's jump to John. So we'll be jumping between. So let's go to John and let's see how John also gives the account of, 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 of that. Okay, so here we are in John 18. And then he says that, so this is after Jesus, um, so verse 80, 15 downwards to 18 talks about Peter outside denying, blah, blah, blah. So 19 says, then the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always met and in secret have I said nothing why do you ask me ask those who have heard me what I said to them indeed they know what I said and when he had said these things one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying do you answer the high priest like that Jesus answered him if I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? You know, when they ask Jesus, what is your doctrine? And tell me about your disciples. So now they are questioning Jesus. And Jesus says something which is very telling. He said that, look, all that I have done, I have not done anything in secret. I have preached in the synagogue openly. I have preached to people saying, you always said what I said. Why are you asking me what I am? You have heard. Ask the people, why are you asking me? You see, and one thing that you also want to understand, you see, when things are going wrong against you, into us, we feel that we have done everything. This is what Jesus was saying, that I have not lived a secret life. I have not hidden anything from anybody. I have lived my life as I should openly. You see, but even when you live your life openly with a pure heart and a clean heart, it does not mean that people will not find things against you and will not come and ask you questions and things to trick you. When you are doing things that it's like everybody is even saying, oh, the person did this, somebody is going to read meaning into what you are doing and want to use that against you. What I'm trying to say here is that, look, our lives, huh, we should not, sometimes we care about our lives so much that I am doing everything. Why is it that people are looking at me that way? And sometimes I've heard a lot of people come and say that, why me? It's like me, even when I'm doing good, they say I'm doing bad. Even when I'm doing good, they say I'm doing evil. That is what Jesus says. If I am doing, why do you strike me? Why? 
If I'm doing good, why do you strike me? You see, I want you to understand that in the in 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 in, in our salvation, okay, comes all these accusations and things about us, even though you may not have done any of those things. And it is okay because that is how even your salvation came to pass. Jesus himself went through it. And one of the telling things here is that Jesus said, I did nothing in secret. I want to urge all of us that we should not have secret lives. You should be able to say that I did nothing in secret. I have no motive. What you see is what you see. But don't let it be that because you have done that, people will take you as you are. Even with that. That's what I'm saying. That it is the, the life of Jesus at this point. It is like, like this. Just when you feel that then, just when you feel that, and that was what happened to Jesus. And so they moved him from the Pharisees, but then they took him to the place where Pontius Pilate was. Now, when he got to where Pontius Pilate was, the account was that when Pontius Pilate heard all that they said, even Pontius Pilate realized that this man has done nothing wrong. Yet, Pontius Pilate could not save Jesus. Let's read that account. It says now the we are back to Matthew, Matthew 27. Let's be there for some time. Let's read. It says now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, It is as you say. While he was being accused of by the chief priests and elders, he answered, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things? They testify against you. But he answered him not a word. So the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. You see, so this was a point. You see, so if you were in the crowd and you heard that, hey, Adianakwa, Pilate, the place they have brought you, oh, this is good news. Hafela, the governor himself doesn't think that Jesus has, I'm sure he will release him. Because sometimes we hear these things, hear snippets of news, isn't it? Go and tell Mary, oh, I'm talking to somebody who is in the, in the governor's He says that Pilate had a conversation. He said, Pilate doesn't think that Jesus has done anything wrong. So I'm sure by two hours they will release Jesus. And then there's some hope. Ah, Mary, this is good news. See, because yes, the Bible says that even Pontius Pilate knew that he said out of envy did they bring jesus not because jesus had done anything you see and you see still our jesus that we worship he has not done anything but yet what don't they say about him if you want to be a christian eh, you must know that this is the jesus that you are going to worship a man who has done nothing but yet the whole world is against him. If you want, go and talk about Confucius. Nobody would fight you. No, it's true. 
if you want go and talk about uh, Buddha, but Buddha is no one invite you. But once you bring Jesus, it's a whole I'm it's a whole lot of argument. It's a whole lot of argument. The man too has done nothing. That is the name people don't want to hear. They are okay if you say all sorts of they don't mind though. The moment you say Jesus, something happens in people. Something. People don't mind all sorts of religion. Only few people hate all sorts of religion. But a lot of people hate Jesus. Not that anything. That is the kind of you are coming to but don't be sad and don't think that all hope is lost in the midst of that there is hope you see i'm painting this picture so you understand that look when the people were following at this point if you are following this it will be i think it would have been okay for you to leave it have been okay for you to leave because there's no hope we are going to follow again Huh? So here Pilate was saying that, you see, and you see, this was what Pilate did. He wanted, he gave the people two choices. Or yes, he gave the people a choice between two people. Knowing quite well that there is no way they will take the other one. So even if you don't like this one, because then you hate this one, at least you let this one go. You understand? It is like saying, this is like, they give you food, too. Maybe all the two you don't like. But there's one food B. At all. You see, but I can't force you to take the food. You see, maybe, so give me food that you don't like. That's what God, everybody likes. Eh? So let's say that you've been giving rice to everybody likes. I can't say rice. What don't you like? Kokonte. Face the wall. Don't like Okonte. Okay. Then which one don't you like at all? Mm. So let's say you have, let's say you have Okonte and, and, and it's okay. Then I'm choosing the food. Uh, let's say that you have Okonte and some soup, nice soup. Then I also bring another food, like the white man's food, which is bland. See some white man food, which is a soup that the vegetables are sticking in and things like that. I know you don't like Okonde, but I want you to eat it. So I don't give you an option which is better than the Kokonde. I give you an option that is so bad that you choose the Kokonde. You understand? And so, so when they did that, oh, this one day, there's hope. Jesus will go. There's no way you will choose Barabbas over Jesus. You understand? It's like saying that, oh, there's even your, it's maybe you don't like some MP or something. Then they go and take a hardened criminal, come and put him there. They say, choose between the hardened criminal. I like the hardened criminal. You'll be very sad. So that was the, you see, because Pilate could not just release Jesus, he gave them, made them an offer that by all means, there's no way anybody would choose Barabbas. So when that happened, I'm sure that there was a glimmer of hope, isn't it? If you're disciples, so I took Barabbas and oh, ask for this one. See, and then the high priests. Hmm? Verse 20. We'll come back to 19. Let's skip 19. 20. Say, but the high priest and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. Yeah. So it's like there is hope. Then there's no hope again. 
It's like you are doing things, but somebody, they are scheming against you. And you see, in the verse 19, the women are escaping. That was another testing that at least there was some hope. Says, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife went to him saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. If you hear that, even Pilate's wife is being tormented, Pilate wants to release Jesus. His wife, too, who has his ear, he to she is suffering and says, Jesus must be released. But all of that, still, it's like the devil is winning. I don't know about your life, but there are sometimes, some of you maybe you have not lived long enough. But sometimes it's like, the thing, you go and then you come back. It's like you go and you can say, this semester, the Christianity, then before I realize, boom. Say, this semester, I'll read my Bible. Then before I realize, the grades are going somewhere. So you have to use the grades time, to the studying Bible time to do some correction of grades. Adjustment. The picture I'm painting is, I think, is akin to all of us, our lives. And sometimes we blame God. We blame God all the time. Oh, my life is like this. And my life is like that. I want to tell you that God has a plan. If God has a plan and you are going through such motions, it's okay. Because your salvation, that was how it was bet. It was bet in this process of, it's like there's nothing going on. And it's like there's something going on. It's you hear good news and then don't hear good news. It's like you are climbing the mountain and then you are suddenly coming down. It's like suddenly you are taking up spiritually. Then suddenly it's like some temptation comes. And, and some of you, you want to give up. Like Peter, you want to deny Jesus. Like Judas, you want to betray Jesus. You want to say that this Jesus thing doesn't work. If you were following Jesus that day, I'm too you say this Jesus thing doesn't work. You say this Jesus thing doesn't work. Oh, yatia, yatia, yatia. I've tried all my life since I was 10 years old. I've been in the church trying, uh, trying, trying to worship Jesus. Look at where it has gotten me. It's not gotten me anyway. And the days when you feel like it has gotten you somewhere, the next day you wake up and it's like you still haven't gotten anywhere. How many of you can identify what I'm saying? There are only a few, there are only a few people who are in this place. So all of you, you have not, you are having a wonderful life. It's like your life is perfect, like everything is going on well. Yeah. Yeah, you are, you, are, you are just enjoying it. But for us, that we are, we don't, it's not easy like that too. It's not easy like that. There's something called life and it happens. Yeah, I was explaining a few things to some people, so someone about life. But for the past two, three weeks, I've been explaining things to people, you people who don't really understand life. I, I was, it's true. You, don't, you understand it to your level, it's fine. God bless you. But, but you don't understand it. No. The people are saying, people are finished school. Who are, they, they, you see, when we say life, you don't understand it. You can't break it down. You have to experience it. No, I'm telling you. You can't experience it. You, you can't, be, you have to, it is, life is to be lived. Hallelujah. So life, life happens. Amen. Amen. So that was it. So in this situation, think that Jesus is going to be set free. Then they say, no, we want Barabbas. Even Barabbas was chosen above Jesus. Even, I'm sure Barabbas himself was surprised. 
Barabbas himself, he said, is it, did they say, I'm sure Barabbas, are they saying they should crucify me rather? When he had Barabbas, Barabbas hey, they said they should crucify me. He said, no, they said they should leave. He said, no, they said they should crucify me. Even Barabbas, I'm telling you. Sometimes you see something, it's like, you see the person that seemed, they seem to have chosen. Even the person is surprised that they have chosen him. And you look back and say that, why, why, why did they choose this one? Why? Your salvation came out of such things. The greatest thing that came into your life and set you free and made you who you are and made you a child of God came out of these things that don't seem like Seemed like the enemy is winning. It seemed like you are making progress, then you are not making progress. Huh? Seemed like things are going and things are not going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Young man, young woman, don't give up. Hallelujah. Don't give up at all. Jesus, Jesus has not forgotten about you. Jesus has not forgotten about you. God has not forgotten about you. He has not. So hold on. So during this time of Easter, when you remember what Jesus went through, it's not, you see, when you read the book, it's like it happened over 30 minutes. No, it didn't. Wasn't it 30 minutes then? Huh? Started Thursday in the evening through to the dawn. Well, Friday. That's when it was good before. So it was a long time. Things were happening. Can imagine Mary's heart. You hear that, oh, good news, this is going to happen. Then they come and say, bad news. No, this didn't happen. Say, good news, this is going to happen. Then then this. Says, but the chief priests and elders persuaded, persuaded the multitude and they, that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered, said to them, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? Why? What evil? has he done but you cry out all the but they cried out all the more let him be crucified when Pilate, the pilot saw that he could not prevail at all so his aim was that he wanted to prevail he wanted what he wanted to do rather to be done not to jesus to be crucified so sometimes that there's some big man who is going to help you? The big man will fall aside to nothing will work. If the governor says I will release you, won't you be happy? It means that the thing will happen. Because in the land, he was the borrow. But even then, the governor who was Father, we think life is all about the connections. Life is about Jesus and knowing God. Because sometimes the connections they cannot help you. Huh? Pilate, in those days, governor of Judea. What he says is final. All the Romans were just under him. They think, what do they do? But even he could not. Because God had a plan. Because God had a plan. God's plan was for salvation to come. Through which means and through which way. Men did not understand, but God had a plan. Your life is not a mess. Your life is not just a, a happenstance. It's not incidental. God has a hand in your life. Are you understanding me? So as we are remembering 
the death of Christ. Remember, it is not by chance that you are here. Things may not seem like you want them to be. And we all smile and come to church and praise and worship God and you have questions. But it's okay. Because when you stick with God, He has a plan. The salvation that we experienced, it was planned long ago in the Garden of Eden. It was planned. So in the midst of all the confusion, it seemed like nothing was happening, but everything was happening. Your life is not a mess. So as we remember the death of Christ, take heart. Hallelujah. I said, as you remember the life of it, take heart. Take heart. How God is on your case. Says, then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And he says that when the soldiers of the governor, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the what what do you call it? Piatrum and gathered the whole garrison around him and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twist then when they had twisted a crown of thorns they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying hail king of the jews then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head and when they had mocked him they took the robe off put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. So then they mocked him. Sometimes people mock you because of Jesus. It's okay. It's okay when people mock you because of Jesus. Not people mock you because people sometimes because of Jesus you, you will dress in a particular way and they will mock you. Because of Jesus, you will conduct yourself in a particular way and they will mock you. Because of Jesus, you say I will not drink alcohol and they will mock you. Because of Jesus, you will not wear certain dresses and they will mock you. It's not that you don't have a you don't because of poverty, you buy a western, then they will mock you. If you had money, power like you change those clothes. That's not the one. It's not mocking because of poverty. Eh? I'm talking about the mocking because you have made a choice to follow Jesus. And they mock you. They mock us all the time. They mock us because you decide to pray. They mock us because you say that, oh, I'm trusting God. Instead of believe, they mock, they mock us all the time. They mock us all the time. They give you all sorts of names. Hmm? Names you don't like. They mock you all the time because of Jesus. Because you pick your Bible. Just because you pick your Bible. Hmm? Just because you pray. When you are praying, you'll be like, why can't Uh, they mock you. Uh, yeah. It's like they are, they are saying something for you, but they are mocking you. Just because of Jesus. Because uh, what they are doing, they are mocking him. It's like, oh, you are king, oh, take this, we bad, they hate, we are born as soon as they are shooting it through. It's mocking. Uh, they mock you. Krife, then do ask something. Krife Moko. Asof Moko. Then they ask something to the thing. Like they have said Asof, but they have 
spice or shuffle. So that something. All sorts of things. Eh? All sorts of names. Democracy. Is it not so? And you wish that you will be normal. You to just be like them. And be normal and you just go and know you. You want to be normal. Who says you have normal? It's not because of you, it's because of Jesus. If you stop following Jesus, they will stop mocking you. But don't stop. Don't stop. Jesus was mocked in these times. And no one understood what was happening. No one understood. And then they took him to the cross. They, 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 they carried him, they beat him. Severely. Let him carry his cross. Took him all the way to the place. Say, carry your cross. Take it. Carry your cross. You see, all these things that are, they, they happen in our lives. It doesn't mean that God is not with us. Even Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Pick up your cross. Take it and follow me. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. Took him to the cross. Nailed him to the cross. And he was crying out. They brought him liquid he cannot drink. Huh? At least give him something he can drink. They brought him something that he cannot drink. Imagine you are so thirsty. Think somebody is at least trying to be helpful. The thing looked like water. It's not water. Then they laugh. Hey! Huh? Thing looked like it was going to work. The thing looked like you were on the course. The thing looked like you were going that you were just there. They brought the water. You can't drink. It's not water. It's not water. Even the water too is not water. What is this? Even the water is not water. Even chicken, when I come to cut, they give you, yeah, they don't kill chicken. If you don't kill chicken, only a few people understand. Yeah, huh, they will kill chicken. That's when they put the chicken there, no, it starts running. <laughs> <laughs> eh? No, you don't kill chicken. But even though when I come to kill chicken, you give the chicken water before you kill the chicken. Just give Jesus water. water. Then he will laugh at you. I am painting a picture to let you know that look, the world is not a friendly place. And sometimes you think that things are going to be some way and they don't turn out the way they have to. And you want to throw your hands in it. Don't throw your hands in despair. Sometimes you feel that a check. When you hear, say, oh, it is well. So I checked that bang. Eh? After leaving the high priest, said, oh, it will be okay at Pilate's place. Just when it was going to work at Pilate, that one too. Then when you went to the soldiers, they said, ah, when? When? But as we remember the death, of Christ, so that look, this was the process of our salvation. This was the process. I'm sure the people ask, When will all this stop? How will all this stop? Why all this suffering? They asked all the hows and the whens and the whys. They asked, It's okay if you are asking. But even if you are asking, remember that still God is with you. Don't give up. Are you understanding me? Don't give 
when you remember Easter and you remember the death of Christ, what you must tell yourself is that I will not give up. Because there is always a plan. If you are in God's hands, God always has a plan. And we know that the things that he went through, they are symbolic of many things. They thought they were mocking him when they put Jesus, the king of the Jews, there. They didn't really know that they were proclaiming him. They didn't know that when they were whipping him, you were getting your healing. They didn't know that when the blood was flowing, it was establishing a new covenant. They didn't know that when his flesh was being torn, it was establishing a new covenant. Look, the things we go through, if God is in it, it is for a reason and for a purpose. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I am telling you without any shadow of doubt. It is for a reason and it's for a purpose. It's for a reason and it's for a purpose. And when they nailed him on the cross, so what does it stand for? It's symbolic. It's symbolic of God calling everybody to himself. His arms wide open. Because he was crucified with sinners on the left and on the right. It shows that salvation is for all. It's for the man on the left and it's for the man on the right. But you see, just as it is for us, even though the arms are wide open, one responded, the other did not. Everything was for a reason. Say, so why did they nail him? It was for evidence. So that when he came, he said, that feel, put your finger through. So when John was saying that the things we have seen, the things we have heard, the things we have beheld, was for evidence that when John is writing, say, I remember those, I put my hand there. When Peter was saying, I put my hand there. When Thomas says, I put my hand there. We saw it, he said, look at it. Look at it. And we all know what happens. You see, after we, we, we are quick to go to the resurrection. But the road to the resurrection has many things in it which a man must be ready to endure. But there will by all means be a resurrection. Are you understanding me? There will by all means be a resurrection. But you see, the thing about the path that you think I'm going up and going down, I'm up, is going down, it is also for a reason. The resurrection is for glory. You see, but those other things, they strengthen you. They are for your experiences and for your evidence. It is so that you have a story to tell and you have something to write. The disciples talked about the resurrection. All they could talk about was the fact that they went and Jesus was said and they saw him. But they could talk about him being slapped. They could talk about him being crucified. They could talk about him what being denied and being the story. That is your story. That will ground you. Don't give up. God has a plan. Hallelujah. Are you here? I said, don't give up. 
God has a plan. And everything is going to work together. Everything is going to come together. And when the resurrection comes, it will be glorious. It is a glorious resurrection. And we have experienced that resurrection. Because we are saved of him who died and rose again. But we are also saved by the one who also went through the stress of the crucifixion. So don't want one without the other. You cannot. You cannot. Otherwise, the Bible will not be talking about perseverance. It will not be talking about endurance. It will not be talking about long-suffering. You see, our theology in these last days have become come to God and all will be well. That is the abridged version. It is not a lie, but that is the abridged version. If you want to understand the whole story, you must read the whole book. You must take the what unabridged version. Because in it are the secrets that you need to survive. Our theology must change. Even during Easter, when we are talking, we still hear messages that the Lord will, it is good, the Lord will do it. I believe the Lord will do it. I know the Lord will do it. That there will be a glorious end. But I also believe that there is a road to Calvary. a road to Calvary. So we cannot embrace the cross and embrace the resurrection without embracing that which comes with it. We make it seem like when you are suffering or when you are going through something then God is not with you. It is not true. It is not true. So we are breeding Christians who only think of the fact that why is my GPA down when I'm worshiping God? Why don't I have new clothes when I'm worshiping God? When I'm worshiping God, I don't have a new hairstyle. I'm worshiping God, but nothing is working for me. I don't have a job. I'm worshiping God, I'm not married. Why am I worshiping God? I don't have a car. Eh? If you are worshiping God to get a car, then go and serve the devil. You get a car quicker. Because if you are reducing my God to being able to provide for you a metal contraption, then don't come and worship him. Huh? If you are reducing God to come in to just give you metal that a man has put together and put leather in it, which moves, then don't come and worship God. God is bigger than that. So that, oh, so that the world, they will see that Christians too, since they started seeing our cars, how many have come to Christ? Huh? Since we started parking our cars in front of our churches, how many have come? Also, they see that we too we are, we are there. So you are equating God to them so that you or God, He can only make, He cannot make you better eh, than the people, can only give you what the people have some. Then why don't I worship that? Why don't I worship God for worshiping? Eh, if worshiping God will give you what just the people also have. Then 
what, what is the word in worshiping God? Huh? So that they will see that our God is there. Why would they see? They won't even see. Because I have, you have. What is the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? Me too, my God can provide. Then why are you worshiping? Go to their side. What they are doing will also provide. Why go through the hassle of this whole God business? Just go and if that to go to their, they will get you get it. Our theology must change. Our theology then it starts with us, we the young people. Our theology must change. The cross, Easter is part of it. But it doesn't make us poor. It doesn't make us weak. It makes us strong. It makes us strong. It teaches us things that the world can't teach us. It gives us hope and hope does not fail. Imagine you are going through all of this yet you have hope. What kind of a person are you? You are a strong person. Imagine you are going through all of this, but you are patiently waiting for the glory. What kind of person are you? A strong person. This thing I just came to encourage you with this reading of the Bible. That don't give up. Don't give up. And don't get a wrong theology don't get a wrong doctrine about this Jesus you need to know this says for I have not shied away from teaching you the whole counsel of God that was what Paul said this forms part of the whole counsel of God don't give up the ups the downs Working, not working, want to give up, hold on. Because it is leading you somewhere. Let's be on our feet and pray. Oh, you want to talk to God this evening? You want to talk to God this evening? You want to talk to Him? Honestly, don't look at me. Just talk to God. I don't know what you heard. I don't know how you heard it. I cast my mind. But you want to. To Calvary. You want to talk to him. Where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds. His hands, His feet, my Savior on the castle tree. His body burned and drenched in tears. They laid Him down. In Joseph's tomb, they entranced by heavy stones. Messiah still and all alone. Of the Lord, oh praises. You want to say, God, I'm coming to you. I, I need you. Forever. You want to say, Lord, I need you. We will say, You want to say, God, I need you. Oh, Lord. You just want to say, God, I need you. 
you want to say God, I need you. Help me. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. You want to say God, help me. Help me. Oh, praise his name. Help me not to give up. Forevermore. If you are here, you want to surrender to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say that, Lord. There's a plan. There's a plan, and I want you. I don't get it all. I don't understand it all, but I want to come to you. Help me. You want to lift up your hands. You want me to pray with you. You want me to pray with you sincerely. I don't know whether you're a Christian, whether you backslidden, whether life is just hard for you and life is difficult for you. But you want to say that, God, I don't want to give up. I want to come to you this evening. You want to lift up your hands wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. I just want to lift your hand up. I want to pray with you. Say it's difficult. It's difficult. It's hard. It's hard. I'm trying. It's hard. And I don't want to give up. Help me. Lift up your hands wherever you are. All over this place. Just lift up your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees all those hands lifted up. Oh Lord. You think God has abandoned you? You feel that God has left you? You feel that He's not there for you? Just lift those hands. You feel that He's left you. He's left you. He's left you. If he's not with you, things are tough and difficult that you don't understand. Please lift up your hands. Say, I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up, God. I don't want to give up. Forever's days, we will sing your praise. God bless you. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, our God. I just want to say, Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. The Son of Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Just say, Lord Jesus, help me. I need to help me. Help me. Help me, Makateria, 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 Forever, we will sing.